0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. All right, just relax. Okay? Don't get all defensive. I'm just checking out, just trying to see how your week's going. You know why? Because I care. You know, I'm one of those people. This isn't just me pretending to care. While I read advertising and make money off of the fact that you're listening, this is me <laughs> actually caring, sharing and caring. Um, what's up, man? How's everybody? I'm fucking the Dallas Cowboys are playing tonight. Who are they playing? I think they're playing the Saints. Got a little what? it up? What up? Got a little football going on. Um. You know, I've been trying to give away my fucking cigars to the troops. Jesus Christ, that has got to be the fucking worst website I've ever gone to in my life. It's like, you got to bring the cigars to a fucking cigar shop and then they'll ship them. It's like, why don't you just give me an address? I'll fucking ship them. So now I got to find one. And when you go and it's like, find one in your area, you're typing your fucking zip code. And then, like, it says the name of the shop and the address. And the address is written over the name of the shop. It's like, it looks like fucking Atari from 40 years ago. So, I don't fucking know. I, I, I don't know what to do here. I'm trying, I'm trying to send these cigars to... Hey, tell you, is there any troops listening? How about that? Why don't I cut out the fucking middleman? Are there are any troops over there? Somebody fucking private, first class, fucking sergeant, lieutenant, fucking commander on deck guy or lady or they don't ask, don't tell, right? they still do don't ask, don't tell?
1: You will not tell people what your pronoun is. Your pronoun is also camouflaged. If anyone in here has a problem with that, you're going to have a problem with me. And I can tell you this. The last person that had a problem with this is currently suing this branch of the military. So you do the math. We're all brothers and sisters here. And the only way this works is if we all work together. So I want you to take those fucking... Pronoun looks off your faces.
0: Start acting like
1: Marines. All right? We ain't them fucking flyboys in the Air Force. Them spiffy fellas over there in the fucking Navy out for a fucking cruise. Someone, Someone should tell them this war is on the ground. The fuck you doing in the water. They brought us over here. Give them that. Navy, glorified fucking Uber. Um, and then you got the army. All the army is, is watered down Marines. Guys who weren't men and women, theys, whatever you fucking now, weren't tough enough to make it over here. I want this looking like a campsite in the next five fucking minutes, or I swear to God, I will take these government-issue boots and shove them straight up your fucking ass. I don't care what your sexual preference is.
0: Sorry. Um, Anyways, you like what I did there? I just pitted all the branches against the Marines. (laughs) (laughs) By shitting on all of them. There you go. There you go. Off we go. Okay. Um... Yeah, somebody in the military, if you have, um, you got an address, I got some cigars. I'll fucking sending your way because I got to get my habit under control, uh, or I just can't have these fucking laying around or else, you know, I'll smoke every goddamn day. I got the time, man. If you got the time, we got the beer, Miller beer. Um, anyway, I took a, uh drum lesson the other day and I was telling you about this band uh that uh, Dave Elitch my teacher was telling me about quicksand and uh he does always does this thing like you know towards the end of the lesson he'll play something a song usually an odd time and I gotta figure out what time it's in so he uh played this song I think I might have talked about this on Monday I just want to give this band a shout out because it's a fucking killer band it's a great album look up quicksand e-m-d-r is the name of the song and I was saying that to a friend of mine, he goes, he was like, uh, oh, EMDR, that's what I use for my post traumatic stress disorder. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. It's a form of trauma based focused oh trauma focused cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy linked to CBT, whatever the fuck that is, and specifically developed for reducing the power of traumatic memories. A trained therapist will guide you to think about a a trauma while moving your eyes back and forth from right to left. Sounds like clockwork orange. Over time, this will help your brain reprocess the memories so that they no longer cause as much pain. You can watch this on YouTube. How? EMDR works. Look at this animation. I don't want to look at animation. I want to look at a fucking person doing it. Well, then I guess they'd have to be talking about their trauma. Um, what is EMDR treatment like? As in a typical cognitive behavioral therapy with EMDR treatment, you're first, you first you first establish a supportive relationship with your therapist through conversation. You may also learn, some, well, you guys go to a barbecue and fucking hang out, crush a couple of beers. All right, now do you want to tell me what happened to you when you were six? Um, all right, but check it out. It's a really fun song to play. Um, I was messing with it yesterday, and uh, all this, I got to change the heads on my snare drum. I haven't done that forever. The bottom head fucking broke, so I'm going to head over there. I'm going to run over there today after lunch, having a little dad afternoon if you know what I mean. Having a good time. I shouldn't have said, if you know what I mean. Now that sounds like I'm going to a titty bar. I'm literally going to a drum shop. That's it. <laughs> and I'm excited because that's what I got. All right. And uh, you know what else I got? All my Christmas gifts are wrapped. They are bought and they are wrapped. It's literally a wrapped. I have so much fucking time. I'm actually taking care of the Christmas tree. I bought a little spritzer And I come in there, you know, I spritz the thing up, you know, now that we cut its fucking feet off. There's always such a sadness to a Christmas tree, I feel. You know, you got to get it decorated before you just have it standing there in the corner like it's in the fucking Blair Witch, you know. And you got to get it decorated. Then you put the gifts around it, you know. But uh, I will say, though, Christmas is a huge letdown. After the gifts are open and it's just fucking over, you know that feeling three in the afternoon on Christmas Day? You know, and then you start thinking like, oh God, here comes another year. Fuck. But there's nothing better than Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve or a few days before, that's the shit. You know, when even the corporations are letting you fucking chill out a little bit. I'm sorry to do this, but we just have one last thing we have to wrap up before uh, you guys are off on your holidays, enjoying your families and your loved ones, which we hope you all have a happy and safe time with them this year. and uh, But before you do, we're going to keep you away from them for as long as possible on a Saturday, not paying you overtime or double time. Uh, I know this is upsetting to some of you, but just know that uh, we will be recording who is here. And this will definitely uh, reflect favorably uh, on your next review uh, when we consider giving you a raise. Are there any questions? Yes, you there in the back.
1: What, was it a dream as a kid to be a cunt, or is this just naturally who you are?
2: I'm sorry, I don't understand
0: your question. Um, you know, I watched an old episode of, uh, of uh, The Untouchables, and it was one about human trafficking, and this, this guy, he had all of these these chicks that he turned out, turned them into whores, and uh, when Elliot Ness corners him, he sends them all down in the cellar, but this guy never shot a gun before. He never wanted to get his hands dirty, so they're trying to kill Elliot Ness, and of course, you're not killing Elliot Ness. He's killing you, so they fucking whack all his tough guys, and he runs down to the basement with, with all the chicks he turned into whores that fucking hate him, and... Uh, They knew he didn't have the balls to use the gun and they fucking stomped him to death (laughs) with their hooker heels and then the gun went off. I don't know what happened. And then Walter Winchell comes on. I forget what he said. Something fucking. So the whores that were fucking whores ended up fucking him in the ass in the end, except they was clean. It's a great episode. And I watched another one. Leslie Nielsen was in it and his hair is all brown. It's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. They send him into San Quentin to be an informant, to figure out who whacked this guy that was an informant. He doesn't want to do it. He's like, I ain't fucking doing it. Go fuck yourself. I'll do another six years. And then Elliot Ness is like, Where? Well, yeah? well, I visited your wife. And he's like, you son of a bitch. And I was like, oh, my God, did he fuck her? And he's, he's going, you know, I don't, you know, it's my professional opinion that he's, she's not going to wait around that long for you. Then he goes, oh,
1: you dirty rat son of a bitch. All right, I'll do it.
0: (laughs) He fucking goes into the jail. Oh, it was great. Leslie Nielsen was fucking, was a gangster in this. And then the other guys figured out that he was a fucking rat and he figured out that they figured it out. So then they were making a phony jailbreak and this, this dirty guard was supposed to whack him. Leslie was supposed to go third. And then he says to the last guy, you know, when they run into the wall, he goes, why don't you go now? And he goes, Go, well, because that's not the plan, and I'm calling the shots. He goes, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. You're calling the shots. I'm paraphrasing here. So he pushes the guy out there, and the guy immediately starts going, don't shoot, don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking thing ends. Elliot Ness fucking shoots the guard, and they do a great job of throwing this dummy off the wall. And then a voiceover actor just goes, and he fucking lands. It's fucking, it was amazing. Um... Back into watching that. You know, I've watched all of season three, four, almost all of one. So I just have the rest of one and two to watch. And I've seen that whole series and I cannot tell you how much uh, I enjoyed it. I actually saw one, uh, that same one with the, with the whores that killed the guy that turned him out. Uh, the, the pimp's brother was the guy who ended up playing Darren on Bewitched. Um, I don't know if any of you guys give a shit about this, but I do. So... Um, I went to the doctor, the hot doctor. My ticker's great, but my cholesterol was through the fucking roof. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's Monday after Thanksgiving. You know, I had Thanksgiving, and then I had, you know, I drank three quarters of a fucking pint of eggnog, you know, over the weekend. I had Thanksgiving for breakfast on Friday, on Saturday, and then I had it on Sunday for, for breakfast and lunch, you know, because I had my mother's voice in my head. Come on,
1: you got to eat it up before it goes bad. Come on, sit down. There's nothing wrong with it.
0: So I was just chowing the shit. And then I had a double serving of, of pumpkin pie with whipped cream. You couldn't even see the pie underneath it. Oh, I had a good time. And I think also I also had a couple of root beers. So like, hey, your cholesterol is like 170. It's like, all right, well, let's, what I, you know, I said, it is the Monday after. But anyway, my heart looks great. I, I'm going to come back. They're going to, Test me again in like a week or a month. I'll be fine. Um, but what's funny is, is you know, they go, we'll see you again in a year. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's going to be the Monday after Thanksgiving again. So we're, we're going to fucking have the same problem again. Actually, I didn't say that. So I need to work it out to try to push it up a little bit. Um, but anyway, everything else looked great. I was a little lighter than it was last year. But I've been a tub of shit for too fucking long. So I got on the elliptical today. And I'd always wondered, you know, if you did 10,000 steps, you know, when you get up to 9,999 steps, do do you then get four zeros all the way across? And then the the one for 10,000 is implied, right? And you know what ends up happening is it just goes back to zero again. Had no idea. Had no idea. It was very exciting, like turning the odometer over. So, yeah, I've w- walked late night walks. I did three five mile walks, been doing the elliptical. I've been eating perfect as much as I can. And I'm just fucking finally getting this weight off because I've been on the goddamn road. Um, speaking of which, I got San Diego on December 10th. And then I got uh, Indianapolis, I think, the week after that. And you know what I'm doing today? I'm doing the James Corden show, which I've never done. Very excited about that. And this is officially my last F is for Family press. This is it. This is the last thing I'm going to do, you know, to promote season five. And it's like, holy shit. It's officially over. Uh, What a run. What a run. Speaking of what a run, that um, I, I never mentioned this, the Patrice O'Neill comedy benefit at the New York City Center in New York City is going to be on January 18th. Tickets are on sale at newyorkcitycenter.org. Listen to this lineup. We got Pete Davidson, Chris DeStefan. What? That's not how you spell it. Destino? No, Chris Destefano. Di- what the fuck they write there? Matteo Lane, Sherrod Small, Cypher Sounds, Mike Vecchione, Rich Voss, from the Impractical Jokers, Sal Vulcano, yours truly, uh, Yamanika Saunders. There's something for everybody there. We got star of SNL and, and movies, Pete Davidson, Practical Jokers, Rich Voss, Opie and Anthony Legend. Sherrod Small. Myself. Um, Anyways, it's uh, January 18th. uh, New York York City Center. It's always such a great time. And uh, I'm just so happy that we're back doing it after uh, not being able to do it last year. And everybody who buys tickets, I cannot begin to tell you what it means to Patrice's mom and how much you guys help her out and the comedy community gets to do what Patrice was doing when he was alive, which is take care of his mother. Um, Because he was a great son and he was raised right by that wonderful woman. So uh, thank you to all you guys um, for buying tickets over the years and if you come out this year. NYCityCenter.org is where you get tickets. All right? And with that... I think we're going to do a little bit of uh, advertising here. Simply safe, ladies and gentlemen. You know, if you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than now. I wonder if this was a super right-wing, you know, I want to listen to like uh, an NRA podcast and just hear how this, you ever want to make your home feel safer, get his and her (laughs) AR-15s. (laughs) um this week my friends at simply safe are giving my listeners early access to all their holiday deals 40 percent off their award-winning home security i love simply safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe indoor outdoor cameras comprehensive sensors all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it uh, Simply Safe was named. You know what? Yeah, but I mean, if they can't get there soon enough, maybe that's when you pull out the AR-15. You know what I mean? It all depends on how long your driveway is and how close you are to the police station. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize the system at your home online in minutes, and even get free custom free custom recommendations from Simply Safe. These are Simply Safe's biggest discounts of the year. You can. Get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafecom slash Burr. Again, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E.com slash Burr for 40% off your entire system. Oh, look who's back, man. I actually tried to do this yesterday. Because I was getting a little too fucking grumpy.
1: It's Headspace, man! Far out, man!
0: Oh, wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep-focused act B? Sleep-slash-focus-slash-act-slash-B. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that would help you do all of that better? Well, guess what? There is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Next, please mention all the talking points below. Well, obviously, you wrote it. I'll read it. Um, Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation apps... Headspace is, the, is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So, whatever the situation is, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Fuck, I need that. I got to do that. I got the goddamn app. You know what? I'm such a fucking idiot. I, I don't even take advantage of that. And overwhelmed... I just get on Headspace, man, for three minutes, and then I I feel better. That's cool. Uh, Need some help falling asleep? Yes. Headspace has wind-down sessions from their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Uh, I don't know about that. My kids are crazy. Headspace approach to mindfulness. I guess your kids get a little bit older. Headspace approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash burr. That's headspace.com slash burr for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. I got to get back to doing this, because when I was do, using this app, I was a lot easier to get along with. This is the deal. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash burr today. Headspace. Dot com slash bird today. All right. Um, Let's talk guns, man. Do you like them? Do you need them? Do you want them? Do you fuck them? Um, Let me see something right here. I just, my fucking thing is, I don't care who's coming through the door. My ears ring so fucking much. Like, I can't imagine shooting a fucking gun without earplugs in. There's got to be something else. Gun protection... Gun alternative. Mm -hmm. Come on, give me a crossbow. 10 best non-lethal self-defense weapons. Let's see what we got here. All right. Okay, that seemingly frightening statistic might... Wait. According to the United States Department of Justice, there are nearly 5,000 home burglaries per day that take place on American soil, many of which occur when the occupants are home. That seemingly frightening statistic yeah because they try to hit it during the day because they don't want you to be there might make you want to run out to your nearest gun shop pick up a firearm or two just in case however if you're going to own and operate a firearm you also have to contend with the possibility that you could end up killing someone well i don't give a fuck if they came into my house i mean that's that's they fucking that's on them that's not on me You didn't have to kill me, man. You didn't have to come to my house and try to take my shit, you fucking asshole. Uh, While this can be an effective means of stopping a home invasion, not everyone wants that on their conscience. Oh, this is like the headspace way of fucking taking out an intruder. This is interesting to me. However, if you want to keep your home, family, and property safe with less than lethal means... There are other options. Now, every gun nut out there is like,
1: well, somebody comes in, they got lethal force, and all you got is non-lethal force. You brought a knife to a gunfight.
0: That's right, that's right. You motherfucking know what you're talking about. All right, non-lethal self-defense weapons are actually quite abundant and can be an effective and efficient means, can be. I want some more, I want stronger language there. Means of protecting you and yours, though some are better for use in your home than others. It's with this... You know what they'll have in the future? Like if you approach a door or a window past a certain hour and everybody's checked in in the house, like it just freezes you. You know what I mean? The next morning you come out, oh, it's this frozen bastard. You know, they'd freeze you just enough we you can't fucking move. You know, and then the cops come and they pick you up. False alarm, it's a raccoon. Um, it's with this in mind that we've rounded up what we believe are the 10 most useful non-lethal defense weapons for home security. They vary in style and format, allowing you to pick the ones that suit your needs best, but they are all worth considering as a means of staying safe and secure in your own home. All right. So the value of non-lethal self-defense, first of all, we need to reiterate at the primary purpose of any less than lethal home or self-defense is to keep yourself and your property and your people safe without causing fatal harm to any intruder or assailant. I don't have any problem killing somebody that comes into my fucking house. My has to do with the fact I have I have tinnitus. My fucking ears ring and I can't be shooting a fucking gun. Uh all right. All right, what do you got here? A glowing cubiton keychain. I'm not gonna lie to you, it looks like a dildo. I don't know what this is. A dildo that you put your keys on. Looks like a giant spike. Ideally, you'd probably want to keep your distance from everyone that's broken into your home. Sadly, that's not always the option. Yeah, that thing is way too short, and that person's going to be way too close. All right, what is this? Sabre Red Crossfire Pepper Gel. Oh, Jesus, this is the PG. This is rated PG. Cold Steel Brooklyn Crusher Baseball Bat. Obviously, most baseball bats could work perfectly well as home defense weapons. in fact they become something of a trope in movies and television for this very reason however baseball bats are typically designed to hit baseball by contrast the cold steel Brooklyn Crusher looks like a traditional baseball but was actually designed specifically to use as a blunt weapon oh it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas I like that thing oh here we go Smith and Wesson nice there we go something with credibility here collapsible baton measuring up to 21 inches when fully deployed. The Smith and Wesson SWBAT coll- collapsible baton gives users the same reach and power as a baseball bat, meaning it can be swung with great force and strike with devastating power. However, unlike a bat, it can be collapsed uh, when not in use just down to 8.5 inches, roughly small enough to stash in any standard night-sized nightstand or kitchen drawer. That's all right. I want something that shoots a projectile here. If I'm facing a gun, what the fuck am I going to do with these batons? Streetwise barbarian stun baton. Streetwise barbarian, as opposed to those coddled barbarians. Stun baton. If you ever accidentally electric, If you ever been... Okay, now we're talking. Electrocution. All right, this is what I like. You're probably aware of how much... Just how much even a low voltage shot can sting. Of course, if you've never felt it yourself, you can simply Google videos. of people. ah, oh, you just turn on a lawnmower and touch the spark plug like I did. Just how unpleasant it can be and how effectively it can drop even a large healthy man. As such, you can probably understand the value of utilizing the streetwise barbarian stun baton as a home defense weapon. Not only will it help, this is the thing, you need one of these in every fucking room. What if you're watching TV? Hang
1: on a second. I need to go upstairs to the nightstand.
0: Olight Warrior X Pro Tactical Flashlight. Stay away or I'll blind you, man. As is the case with so many offerings on our list, the Olight Warrior X Pro Tactical Flashlight is an effective self-defense weapon with some built-in versatility, meaning it works in uh, in more, More than one way. For starters, the light emits a beam of up to 2,100 lumens, which is enough to temporarily blind and disorient any attacker. It's so bright, in fact, that it may be useful even in the case that an attacker is wearing sunglasses. However, if the light fails to halt the attack, this portable torch was also built with a durable and lightweight aluminum body, with a tooth, be- tooth bezel designed specifically for striking as a blunt. So I blind him, and then I rush him with my flashlight. Armor 100 beanbag gun. Okay, here we go. This is used by law enforcement and military personnel around the world. The Armor 100 beanbag gun is an effective at knocking down assailants at a distance of up to 20 feet away, sending non-lethal beanbag rounds across the room at a rate of 135 feet per second for a reference, that's enough force to completely knock the wind out of, an out of a healthy adult male should you score a direct hit. It's also legal to own in all 50 states. Salt supply, S1 pepper spray gun. This looks like a Glock. It's a mainstay of home self-defense industry, and it actually works in two ways. So long as you pick up the black one. I guess the other ones aren't as good. First, it looks like a genuine firearm, which could be enough to scare off an intruder in the heat of the moment. However, if the homeowner very keeps coming at you, you can simply pull the trigger and send pepper spray and or tear gas rounds. It comes within 10 feet, within 10, it comes with 10 of each, sorry, in their direction at a rate of 320. That's pretty cool. It's all right. What is this one? A taser pulse stun gun. And they got a picture of a Rottweil. Adopt a guard dog. All right. I like the ones that shoot shit. I don't like the bats and shit where I got to get in close. They're Like, I got a flashlight. Stay back. I'll blind you. Um, all right. I just wish they could come up with a quiet gun. You know, or in other words, I wish I lived in a, in a state... Where silencers are legal. Let's see what we got here. This is the last thing I'll look up. Um. Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like silencers. This is probably not a good thing to search. States where silencers are legal. I know in Florida. It's the first place I ever saw one and shot one. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. I should have Googled which states they're not. Alabama. Arkansas. Arizona. Wait. A L, Alabama, A K. Then they got AR. Is that Arkansas? Arizona A Z is Arizona. Wow, I'm not good with my fucking What is AK? Anchorage? What else could that be? What are the A states? Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Alaska. There we go. Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Idaho. Uh Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Iowa, Maine, Maryland, Mississippi, Montana, Missouri, Nevada, there's another NE, I don't know what that one is. Northeast Dakota, I have no idea what New Hampshire, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota. Tennessee, Texas, Utah, not North Dakota. Interesting. Uh, Virginia, West Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Well, there you go. Basically every state that surrounds where I live. <laughs> um. What is N? Oh, Nebraska is N-E. Ah, got it. Well, how many states is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38. 38 out of the 50 states. The fuck are these gun people complaining about? They're crushing it. You're winning 38-12. to I know nothing about these issues. All right, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, Right now, we're going to go into a clip of um, BetMGM with Paul Verzi and myself talking about our bets for the upcoming NFL week. Um, Please enjoy the chatter of two meathead sports fans.
3: All right, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to our NFL Week 13 preview sponsored by MGM, guys. We are back for Week 13. Anything better preview. As you know, we've teamed up with BetMGM, uh, all the best lines, most reliable lines. Uh, We are doing our picks with them. We are loving it. We have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up, Just go to the app, get the BetMGM app, use bonus code BURR, that's B-U-R-R, get $200 free after placing your first $10 bet, okay? That's two hundred dollars free after your first bet. Here's how it works: You download the BetMGM app, you sign up using bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. Place your first ten dollars money line bet on NFL any NFL football game. You receive two hundred dollars in free bets immediately after placing your bet, regardless of the income. Just make sure you use the bonus outcome,
4: code. not the income outcome.
3: Sorry, the, the regardless of the outcome of the game. Just make sure you use bonus code Burr when you sign up. All right, guys. Here's how it works. Um, I'm gonna fucking throw this thing during this. But we finished. We finished week 12, and no gain for either of us. Bill and I both went two and two, leaving Bill with a three and a half game lead at 26 one and one, and I am 23 and 25. Uh, I was happy about the fucking Lions giving me. I was happy about the Lions hanging on by one point. And then, of course, the teams I thought would do good. But, dude, the Pittsburgh Steelers got it handed to them bad.
4: Yeah, we were both off. I was mad at you. I wanted that. You saved me from going one and three. Dude, I mean, that game was over before it started. Yeah, I don't know. This week is hard. I don't know who anybody is. There's a lot of big spreads. A lot of big fucking spreads this week. A lot of eight and a half, seven and a half, ten, nine. 10, nine. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. This feels like a fucking one in three week to me. Who goes first? Uh, I go first this week. Dude, uh, I got a nightclub over
3: here. This is this is really comical, actually. I mean, do you see this? What's going yeah, on?
4: Your light keeps going on and off. I like that one. I like that's Disco Paul.
3: Uh dude, uh, I'll figure it out. What are you going to do? It's what happens when you don't have all right? Here are our spreads. Here, dude, I don't like nothing this week, which is bad.
4: I don't either, so it's fine. The tough week,
3: all right, dude. I am looking. The first game that I did take a look at, man, I don't know if Pittsburgh's gonna bounce back. I don't think I'm gonna mess with Pittsburgh anymore, dude. Um. <sighs> The Washington football team going into Las Vegas Raiders. The line, they're getting two and a half. They seem to be coming. Um, But the Raiders had that Thursday night win. Uh, I'm going to take the Washington football team. I'm literally looking at this now. I'm going to take the Washington. I kind of like that. I'm going to take the Washington football team getting two and a half in Vegas,
4: um, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Out of the gate. I gotta, I gotta go. The, I'm going to take the Pats getting three in Buffalo on Monday night, Paul. The tough And I've been singing play. a Christmas song about the Patriots. Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like 2001. Who is this Mac Jones? And our coach is Billy B, and he's working on the D, and all the Colts fans are gonna cry. I'm singing that until later. <laughs> I just sang that on the Mac- Pat McAfee show. Um, Patriots plus three in Buffalo. I think um, we have the defense that Bill Belichick needs to frustrate a young talent like uh, Jared Goff. The fuck's his name? Who do they got out there again? Josh Justin. Allen. Huh? Justin Long? Who do they Josh have? Allen. Josh Allen. Justin Long. What's his face? Buffalo. I don't even understand what they are, dude. Like, they had really no significant injuries. They They were covering double-digit spreads, and then all of a sudden they were like, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we just sucked for a few weeks and, like, lost to Jacksonville? and let the Patriots get back in it. I don't know what they're doing. This is a do-or-die game for the Buffalo Bills. And you know what, Paul? I don't think they got it in them. (laughs) I don't. Until (laughs) the Buffalo Bills show me that they can fucking win games like this, there's going to be a whole bunch of tables broken with no championship flags. That's and listen, what I'm calling. and I, I gotta say something here, man. And I, I,
3: I, mean this. You, your instincts lately, Bill. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Guys, Bill Burr. I know we're comedians, but what Bill Burr is doing right now is is fucking picking against the spread four games. He's over the fucking 500 mark, and his instincts are good. And I'm not gonna lie, it's scaring me. Okay, it's scaring me because he's yeah, jinxing me, well. and it's gonna go off the no, rails. The last five weeks, no, no, because I've been texting you this. I'm not
4: jinxing you. You know, I'm not trying to do that shit. You're Paul, seeing the game. We're both playing good. with fire, man. We're both playing with fire. You, you, you know, you go back to the room, and we're still sitting there at the fucking blackjack table. I don't know, Believe me, the competitor in me wants you to not start seeing the games as good as
3: you're seeing them. But right now, you're seeing clear, Bill. You got new windshield wipers. There's no, there's no
4: smudge. <laughs> There's no smudge in your windshield. No, dude. I went 0-4 two weeks ago. So let's let's fucking <laughs> All take right. that down a little. We'll see. Right. We'll see what I, happens.
3: I don't know. It's a good analogy though. No smudge. No squinting.
4: Um you, you know <laughs> what, Paul? That was a good analogy. I should have given it up. My apology. Go ahead. I don't need it. I, I don't know. You brought it up again. I kind of felt like, you know. maybe it didn't have to do with me. Maybe it's something else going on in your personal life, but you needed to be acknowledged, and I'm doing that. I'm going
3: to take the New York football Giants. And here's why. Listen, listen. I know I do it a lot. Here, just hear me out for a second. Bill, you take the Pats, too.
4: Here's I know, but the they're playing. I didn't take them in the beginning of the year. The Giants. Paul, you are- bet. Look into your heart. You're betting with your heart here. Yeah. <laughs> look into your heart. And she's calling for you. Um, oh, I was thinking Miller's Crossing. Oh, John Turturro. No. look into your heart.
3: Uh, The Giants are coming off of a win. They're coming off of a win going to Miami. I don't know who Miami is. I don't know. Miami doesn't know who the fuck they are. That's
4: why they're dangerous.
3: Fucking bastards. Uh, But, but the Giants are getting four points. That's more than a field goal. So I'm, I'm saying if we lose the game, it could be a heartbreaking field goal situation. Our defensive backs are playing really well, by the way, Xavier McKinney, Xavier McKinney cornerback of the new york football giants vote him into the fucking all-star game because he's an animal pro bowl i'm I'm I'm, yeah pro 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 bowl Bowl. come on um i'm taking the new york football giants getting four in miami all
4: right here we go paul you know a few months back we went head to head the seattle seahawks versus the san francisco 49ers and those seattle seahawks when they were a little more healthier they went into Levi stadium and they beat The San Francisco 49ers. So this is the second time they're playing. And I want to take Seattle, but I just don't see them beating the 49ers twice this year, even though it's on the fucking road. It's a three and a half point spread. I think Russell Wilson's finger is still bugging him. So he can't be the devastating talent that he is. I think Jimmy Garoppolo goes in, keeps playing the way he's playing, and he fucking he sneaks out a win. Sneaks out a win.
3: Oh fuck. I want I I, I really like San Francisco. They're a good pick.
4: Ah oh, shit. You like that game? All right. Oh God.
3: Should I do this?
4: Should I fucking do this? I'm gonna do it.
3: Who do I oh, have You're so a cornered far?
4: animal. You're down three and a half games, man. You gotta make a fucking move here. I uh you have I, a four and a oh week coming. I'm calling that. Paul Versey. <laughs> I already yes. like that Washington
3: pick. We got six weeks left and I got to gain some ground here. I have the Giants and I have Washington. I am going to do something because I believe in a coach and the coach I believe in everybody is I believe that a coach that's never had a losing record in Mike Tomlin is going to go home after being embarrassed in Cincinnati. It falls into my theory a good team, a better than 500 team coming home. They got a prideful coach. They got a good, rich franchise history. They're playing a division rival, and they're getting four and a half points in Pittsburgh. Oh, you got
4: my theory in there too.
3: After getting handed there, after Joe Burrow took their hearts out and showed them it, I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to bounce back and show that they will not be manhandled or bullied like that. And they come home getting four and a half points against the Ravens
4: who, by the I way, it. real quick. As I, group- I love that whole thought process. The whole yeah. fucking reason behind that, Paul, that's how you gamble. But here's the thing as, as much as, by
3: the way, we want to apologize to everybody. I'm not apologize to everybody, but we were so fucking close
4: on the-, the Sunday night special.
3: Baker Mayfield threw the pick in the guy's hands. He did this bobble thing. It hit the ground. Everything else hit. All of the things hit. But Lamar Jackson throws four picks in the game. They still got lucky enough to win the game. But Lamar Jackson, a stat that I recently heard, Lamar Jackson has four games this year with multiple double, uh, with multiple interceptions in the game. So That makes the Ravens a little bit – it means he's playing a little bit reckless. He said he needs to play better. Pittsburgh's going to jump
4: all over it. There you go. I've said said my piece. Go ahead, Bill. But you don't think because he played reckless last week that he reels it in? That's a tough one. I like that pick, though. Uh, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys, minus 4.5 going into New Orleans. I just don't feel like they don't have a fucking quarterback. Um, I don't know. I know the Cowboys are fucking erratic. I know they're on the road. But I think they have enough talent to get in there, and uh, I don't know. I don't know shit about either one of those teams. I just know Jameis Winston is out. Drew Brees retired. It's a weird year for them. I like, You know what it is, dude? I like their coach better than the Cowboys coach, but I don't think he has the weapons he needs to uh, get it done. Although, I got to tell you, the Cowboys coach, he has a look on his face like he already lost every time they cut to him. Dude, he looks like he's going to be just sitting at
3: an auto body shop in five years as like the friend of the owner reading the paper all day. I know.
4: I mean, he has to do something about his look. <laughs> you know what he needs, Paul? He needs Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get him the 5.0. Um, yeah. all I right. already hate that pick, but I, I'm going with the Cowboys minus four and a half. Go These ahead.
3: are the weirdest picks I've felt all year. I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts laying Eight and a half to beat the shit out of the Texans. They just lost. They just lost a heartbreaker. They fought really hard against the Buccaneers. Yeah. It looked like they could have beaten the Bucs. Um, They got Jonathan Taylor running back. What's his name? Carson Wentz is playing well. Carson
4: Wentz scores
3: points. Carson Wentz is playing well. He scores points and he's not injured. Knock on wood. The Houston Texans. I know they're having a decent thing with this Tyrod Taylor, but I don't buy it. They stink. I like the Colts to <laughs> should win that game by 10. I'm <laughs> not by it. They stink. <laughs> Fuck them. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts as my last pick. Uh, having to win by nine or more. I like it. So I'm going four and or zero and four. I feel it. One of the two. <laughs>
4: I feel one and three. All right, Paul, I got two games I'm looking at here, and I cannot make up my mind. You feel one and three about me? About me. Oh, I was like, fuck, Bill's seeing things clear. Don't say that. No, I uh, – the Chiefs versus Denver, nine and a half. Ooh. That's in Denver, right, Andrew? Uh, the one on
3: the bottom. The team on the bottom is home. Well, I'm looking at just – I just wrote my – No, it's it's
4: down. in Kansas. It's, a Kansas it's in City. Kansas City. It's in Kansas City. It's in Kansas City, dude. The Chiefs are starting to play, but it's a division rival. I, it, that fucking number is perfect. And then I'm also looking at the Cardinals going into Chicago, minus seven and a half. Can fucking Denver – is Denver really going to lose by more than 10 points? In I don't know. I think these are two teams that are going in two different directions. Chief, Denver's I mean? coming off a nice
3: win, though.
4: Yeah. I didn't know that. And- <laughs> <laughs> Denver look good. Their defense look good. They're coming off of a win. Chicago's D looks good too. It's probably gonna be cold. Talk seven. about a team
3: you don't know, dude. I don't know who the fuck are the Bears. I know.
4: I don't know. I'm um, fuck it. They've been winning for me all year. I'm taking the Phoenix, the Arizona Cardinals. No! Giving seven and a half in Chicago. Fuck it. I'm gonna I dude that's an 0-4 week if I ever saw one. <laughs>
3: This, this week is wild. Uh the spreads you to, are just so this too fucking big. They're changing. Yeah. Maybe All right, Bill. It's time
4: to give them the song. It's time to give them the song. Oh, yeah. oh, here we go. Is this Monday night?
2: Yeah.
4: Okay. Oh, what is it? Oh, let the Monday night special shine a light on you. Let the Monday night special. All right. Win some but, fucking money for you. By what the way. Not? Somebody came up to me. I want
3: to thank all the NF uh, anything better fans that came out to see me at the stress factory. And one guy comes up to me and he goes, I listened to both of the podcasts of anything better, the NFL one and the regular one. And he said, your Monday night specials, he goes, other places are doing this. He goes, you guys, no, one's hitting them. You guys hit two in a row and come close multiple times. So let's do this Monday night. Special is bills, new England Patriots going into Buffalo. And the line is three. What parlay do we want to do here? What what do we think is gonna happen here?
4: Under. Ooh, okay.
3: You like under Under all
4: fucking day. This is not gonna be a shoe. What is the over under? I think it's
3: 43, dude. It's
4: 43 43,
3: and a half. 43 and a half. Um, you want to throw a Mac Jones bet in this thing? What do you think Mac's gonna do?
4: I think he's going to have one touchdown pass. I think we're going to try to keep it on the ground. I think this is going to be a classic Bill Belichick time possession game. That's why I, you know, I like the under. I'm also biased because I'm a Pats fan. I feel like they're going to, you know, take away their best option, make them beat you with the segments, the shit that he does, but nobody does it better. And he has the defense to do it. I also think Buffalo's a really good team. Mac Jones, at the end of the day, is a rookie quarterback, so I don't see them scoring a lot of points. So I like the under. I like Mac Jones throwing one.
1: You want like Josh it?
4: Allen I'm running one in? Want to throw Josh Allen throwing a pick or no? I like Josh Allen running one in.
3: All right. I mean, that's the, the money's not going to be good if you want to do that. I like. No, the t- I'm, 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 Whatever you want to do. What, what are you, what are you seeing, Paul? I like the Mac Jones throwing one. I, I'll definitely go with you under. I think Josh Allen's going to be down late in the game and make a mistake.
4: I think Josh Allen's going to throw a pick. All right. I mean, I like that. I want that to happen.
3: Because I think your, your defense is going to have him having to play catch up. And then he's going to – he's a big kid. He throws. He's a slinger. I think he's going to throw one deep. One of your safeties is going to pick it off towards the end of the game, maybe late in the fourth quarter, and it's a wrap. That's just my thought.
4: I'll go with that. I don't see that, but I'll go with it.
3: Oh, boy. All right. But the one that I'm on the fence with is the under, so we'll call it even, and we hope for the best.
4: Yeah, no, this is going to be – yeah, it's going to be Belichick just doing what he does. He has Oh, Bill's got – Bill, Bill has, is the team to do what he wants. He's just doing it now. He's doing that like 2001. We used to win games 20 to 17.
3: Oh, uh, I I don't like this, Andrew. Burr is seeing football real good right now. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, All right, guys. That's the Monday night special, so there's no confusion. Mac Jones throws one. Josh Allen gives one away. And the under 43 and a half for the game for your what, Bill? For the what? For the Monday night special. All right. So win some money for you. All right, guys, that is it for this week's NFL uh, preview show. And remember, guys, please go to the best, most reliable source for all your betting lines. That is BetMGM. Make all your picks there. There's going to be special offers for our listeners. If you haven't signed up yet, it's very simple. Go to BetMGM. Use bonus code BURR. That's B-U-R-R. And you'll get $200 free after placing your first $10 bet. So all you got to do... Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using uh, bonus code BURR. Couldn't be easier. B U R R. Place your first $10 money line bet on NFL game. You'll receive $200 in bets immediately after uh, placing your bet, regardless of the outcome of the game, guys. They're giving you money. Have fun. Enjoy it. Join us. People are loving it. Make sure you use bonus code uh, Burr. And uh, when you sign up and have a good time with us, we will be back next week for more NFL football action.
0: All right. That wraps up the bet uh, MGM uh, segment of the podcast. Uh, Please enjoy the music picked out by the wonderful Andrew Themelis, And afterward, uh, you'll listen to a bonus episode, a greatest hits episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from um, a Thursday, I don't know, sometime in the past, man. All right, have a great weekend, you cunts. I'll talk to you later.
2: I was riding on the Mayflower and I thought i spotted spot some land. I yelled for Captain e I have you understand. Who came running to the deck? Said, boys, forget the wheel. We're going over yonder, cut the engines, change the sails. haul on the ball line, we sang that melody, like all tough sailors do when they're far away sea. I think I'll call it America, I said as we hit land. I took a deep breath, I fell down, I could not stand. Captain Arab, he started writing up some deeds. He said, "Let's set up a fort and start buying a place with beads." Just yes, then, this cop comes down the street, crazy as a loon. He throws us all in jail for carrying harpoons.
0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, uh, December second, two thousand and thirteen. When the mood hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a Morty. When a man and a guy have rigatoni on the sly, that's a Morty. Hey, that ain't how that fucking song goes. One man is not supposed to lay down with another man. How dare you say that's so close to the Vatican? Ciao, Bella. Grazie, prego, si, perfecto. Come se go, f- come se dice, go fuck yourself. Hey, this is Bill Burr. I'm, on, I'm over here in uh, Rome, Italy. And um, once again, my fucking mixer. For some reason, it doesn't work over here. And what I'm starting to think is that, you know, when I was in Australia, I just plugged it right into the wall and that was the end of that. It had no, uh, no I was going to say surcharge. No circuit breaker. It didn't have, it wasn't hurricane ready, basically. And it got blown over. But this time I actually got the little adapter or the converter or whatever the fuck it is. Adapter, I guess. And it still isn't working. So here I am. Here I sit, trying to hold my hand steady as I talk directly into my
4: recorder.
0: Um, all right. I don't know what the levels are like. I don't have a mixer. It's going to be a fucking clusterfuck. So there you go. All right. By the way, somebody sent me some stupid tweet going, you know, Bill, when you don't care, we don't care. Just always remember that. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but what do you mean we don't care? What is the we in that statement? Huh? What you and all the voices in your fucking head? Stop acting like you're running a union, all right? If you don't like my fucking podcast, believe me. There's plenty of other selections here on the All Things Comedy Network. Oh, he slips on a plug. Yes, listen to the echo of this fucking room here. Um, yeah, so I'm in Rome, Italy, and um, it has totally lived up to the hype. It's been absolutely freaking amazing over here. I got pizza coming out of my fucking ass. I had the worst heartburn last night. I I ate two pizzas yesterday, like both within like two hours. Like that's how good the pizza is over here. And like a fucking camel drinking water, I know that eventually I'm not going to be here at the source of the greatest pizza on the fucking planet. And then I'm going to go out to Los Angeles, arguably the anti-source of the greatest pizza on the planet. So I'm trying to stock up all of those memories and, um, yeah, the food has just been outstanding here. But, you know, just like any place, there's always people living off the legend. So you really have to, you know, you got to ask around is what I did. And when you ask where's a good place to get pizza, you don't do it standing outside the fucking Coliseum or down there at the Vatican or the leaning tower of fucking pisa Right? You don't because you're just going to run into some guy from fucking Detroit. And what you want to do is go up to some Italian dude and find out where the fuck he eats. That's basically what we have been doing. And, um, it's been absolutely, uh, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. So if you're listening to this thing and you always wanted to come to Italy, how about the next time the ghost of Steve Jobs comes out with a new phone or some other douchebags make another phone? Why don't you say, fuck that phone? My phone still works. I don't need that phone. I can still text. I can still talk. I will save the money I'm going to spend on that fucking $300 hunk of shit. That's not going to be worth anything. in four months when the next one comes out. Um, and just save up for a plane ticket and get your ass over here. Fucking stay in a cardboard box, do whatever you got to do. I wish I didn't wait till I was 45 to come over here, but still it's been, uh, it's been awesome. But, um, it ain't that bad. All you have to do is just get your ass over here. Um, I brought the lovely Nia with me. And um, one of my goals in life is I always wanted to fly, you know, first class where, you know, you go up those, those, the staircases, you know, they have like the hump, the front of the plane. So I used a bunch of miles and I made sure that we were flying business class. And uh, when we were flying Air France, and when we got to the airport, it was one of those fucking double-decker planes, the A300. And, uh, and I'm sitting there looking at my ticket. And it said, I was like, we were in 63A and B. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I thought we were in business class. I used all these miles. You know, and I'm flipping the fuck out and everything. It turns out we were in business class. We were just in business class upstairs. So they already went through one through sixty downstairs so we were like row three upstairs and it was uh they had two jetways we come walking down they're like no sir you're on the upper upper deck so i'm fucking psyched so we come in there and we're upstairs on an airplane you know what it looked just like downstairs (laughs) just looked like a fucking plane but it was still cool and we went up there And I'm going, oh, man, look at those nice business class seats. They can fold down. I can lay down. This is going to be great, watching all the movies and everything. And then all of a sudden, there was this fucking ungodly goddamn fucking smell. You know, New York City, body odor, stinking fucking smell. Upstairs in business class on an international fucking plane. I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? Right? Two words. Air France. All right? The key word is not air there. It's certainly not fresh air. Air France. This fucking French dude, okay? Now, I'm not coming down on all the Frenchies here. But I discovered where the stereotype came from in this one passenger. All right. I now understand Pepe LePew. Good fucking Lord with his fucking tight ass goddamn shirt. This guy I swear to God arms at his side. He looked like a guy wearing a shirt that didn't fit. Okay. Sticking his fucking suitcase up into the overhead compartment. It was like you were in the back of a cab in New York City in July with no fucking air conditioning. I couldn't I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe it. And he kept forgetting shit and going back up. And every time that, that stink was starting to go away, um, (laughs) he'd have to reach up and get something. So of course, you know, me, I am by no means master of my emotions. So I'm looking over at the lovely Nia. Who's just taking it in stride. Granted, she also has the window seat. I have the aisle, so I'm right next to fucking stinky Le Pew over there. And I'm like, do you fucking believe this? You fucking place fucking spent all this fucking money fucking fuck fucking business class, fucking, fuck, fuck, fucking. She's just like, it's okay. He'll get his comb or whatever, and he'll sit down. And that's what happened. He sat down and eventually that fucking smell went away. But Jesus Christ. It's fucking unreal, man. You know? And all you hear about when you go to Paris is what cunts they are and how they treat everybody like shit. And I thought, all right, that's that ignorant American thing, right? But last night I was in an Irish pub. Hilarious. I'm in Rome. I'm in an Irish pub. Because <laughs> I have to be honest with you. Like, I love Italian food, but you can't fucking... i realize realized you, if you eat it four days in a fucking row, all right? I got octopus coming out of my fucking ears over here. Um, I just needed, well, we walked by this, uh, this great strip of, of, uh, stores and all that type of shit. And, uh, and Nia happened to look in and there was hockey on, like the Flyers game was on and she immediately was like, oh, Bill, I know you're going in there. And of course I went in there. And then of course, two seconds later, I met some guy from Boston and we're sitting there talking about when the Pats game's going to come on. It was just, it was fucking great. You know? So it was like, it was basically... It was heaven. I was in the sports bar. I could watch the Bruins, the Celtics, or the Patriots, depending on who was playing, obviously. And then I stepped out, and I was in fucking Rome. And right across the way was uh, one of the best pizza places in Rome. Had this ridiculous line, and I had gotten there early. That's the place where I ate it there twice. I already ate there once, and then yesterday I ate there twice. And right now, um, after getting myself into great shape, I now look like... um, uh, maybe two weeks ago, I had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of baby fat in me right now. Um, post-pregnancy pooch. I have a cunt belly, everybody. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, And it's disgusting. And right next door was this gelato place. So I was eating pizza, and then I was going and getting gelato. And then I was coming in, and I was drinking fucking uh, McCallum. And uh, it was just the best time ever so there was this Italian guy in there and he's watching the soccer and I'm watching the Patriots and uh, so we ended up starting to talk he couldn't really speak English I can barely speak three words of Italian but I did know some Spanish so we were kind of the middle ground with Spanish so we were kind of communicating It was really cool using English Spanish and Italian and our eyes But anyways, I'm talking to him, and I was saying how Italian seemed a little easier to pick up than Spanish because Spanish goes by. They they speak so quickly. And with Italian, it's like every, like, third word, they draw it up. So they kind of slow it down for you, you know? And he was laughing. He was saying how he also liked the French, uh, speaking French, but he didn't like French people. And I was like, did they treat you like shit too? And he was like, yes, See. And it's just like, wow, just in general, they're just kind of cunts to everyone, which is confusing and fucking hilarious to me all at the same time. Um, I don't know, what, what is their problem over there? All I know is I can't wait to go there. And uh, my dream has always been to be totally fluent and be able to speak French and go to Paris and then just sit there and listen to them say a bunch of horrific shit about me, not realizing I understood every word. Isn't that a weird dream? Isn't that a weird motivation, you know, to learn how to speak the language? Does anybody French listen to this thing? Preferably some, uh, some hottie that can put on a French maid's outfit and teach me the language? Because I would show up for every class. Because other than that, I just can't seem to, uh, I just can't seem to fucking dedicate myself to it. So, um, Anyways, I hope this is sounding all right. I'm trying not to move the recorder too much. So anyway, so we we, uh, we land in Charles de Gaulle Airport. And as we're coming in on the left side of the uh, of the plane, we saw a little bit of Paris, which is really exciting and really cool because Nia's always wanted to go there. So she was acting like a little kid, which was great. And um, we land, and we're all excited, thinking, okay, now we're only like another hour and a half, whatever, hour and 10-minute flight from Rome. And then, of course, there was that ungodly fucking smell of that French fuck with his fucking yellow shirt, his yellow Uh, button-down. I was really looking at the guy like, how the fuck have you managed in life to be able to get into business class here smelling the way you do? Okay? I've had to jump around like a monkey, and I wore Many layers of deodorant to get where the fuck I am to be sitting next to you on this fucking plane. How do you go into your boardroom? How do you run your cult? How what uh, sell your fucking widgets smelling like that? Do you just walk into your place of business with your hands plunged into your slacks like fucking pockets? That's the only goddamn way. Yeah. I know I'm an angry guy, but I'm just saying this guy smelled so bad. Like like I was actually, I had rage. I should have slapped him with a glove. You know what I'm going to do next time? I'm bringing a white glove when I go to Paris. And when somebody treats me rudely, I'm just going to slap him in the face with that glove. And you know what? I don't think they're going to do anything. I, in general, do not have fear of waiters in Paris. Even though I've never been there. No watch, there's probably a bunch of fucking... Mixed martial artists. Not only will I get treated like shit by some non-perfume-wearing cunt. He's also going to... Do they even body slam you? Hey, I know I'm. I'm uh, I, this video came out in 2007, but did you ever see that video where that rapper Akon, is that how you say his name? He's doing a show, and somebody threw something at him, and he's like, who was it? Point him out, bring him up here. And as they bring this fucking kid up this nerdy, I think he was an Asian dude, dude, I don't know what, but as he pulls the kid up onto stage in one move, oh, by the way, he's taken off his his Jesus piece and his wife beater. So now he's just standing there, shredded in his oversized jeans, and he pulls this kid up on stage and in one move puts this kid up over his head like fucking Tony Atlas and then throws him into the crowd (laughs) And the dude just lands on some girl. It was the funniest shit. Like, do you know how bad I would love to do that to a heckler? You know? Take off my fucking, my button-down stand there with my blinding alabaster fucking shirt with my little, my torso with my cunt belly and just pick somebody up over my head and just throw him into the crowd. Dude, it was like Marvel Comics. The only thing missing is is... He didn't go the kid didn't go through a brick building. Um, I don't know what happened, and I don't want to encourage anybody to take any sort of action, but I can't imagine if his accountant or his lawyer was in the crowd while watching him do that. They just must have just been like, eh, hey, well, that's the end of my salary. Looks like we're not having Christmas this year. Um I'll post that video, or you can just search for it by the end of this podcast. I'm sure you've already found it, you know, fifty-eight different places, but um Nia showed me that when, you know, we were getting acclimated to the time over here at like two in the fucking morning. We were both wide awake and she showed me that and God damn it. That made me laugh. That really made me laugh. Um, who the fuck does the show and does crowd control? No wonder that guy has so much fucking money. Um, <laughs> he's wearing a lot of hats. So anyways... What am I up to here? I'm going to have to advertise it here in a second. So we, we finally... Uh, the stinky French guy gets off the fucking plane. We get off the plane. And uh, it was the weirdest thing. We were connecting in in Paris. So I just thought we would just go connect. But we don't. We had to go through security again. I already went through security to get on the fucking plane. And now they want us to go through security again. And I'm like laughing and knee like, what do you think? they? I fucking somehow... You know, made a gun on the plane, like fashioned something out of, out of the seat back tray. Why are we doing this again? And so we're trying to go through. And I got to tell you something about French people. They are some cutting sons of bitches. If you even remotely aren't on your game, they'll try to pass you in the corners. Like Formula One racing, like when you're just standing there going through the zigzag maze. When you try to do these fucking people. And this one guy like, was doing it so bad, Nia finally just goes, excuse me. And I was like, yeah, dude, what's your... P-? I go, yeah, dude, what's your problem? To some French guy. And then I had to, like, stare him down. This um, <laughs> was standing in this fucking line. that's going, like, half a mile an hour, right? So we finally get through this shit. And then we get on the uh, the Italian... You know, airlines and we're flying there. You go over the fucking Swiss Alps. It's insane. And then we we land in Rome and it's the funniest shit ever. Like, we're landing in Rome. They never gave us anything to fill out. There was no, what are you bringing into the country? There was nothing. We go to the airport. There was no, there was nothing. They didn't check us in. You just got off like I was getting off at Logan Airport. It was hilarious. So, um, we get in the cab and as we're going into Rome, I got to tell you something, these people on these scooters over here, I, I, I don't, and they might be the greatest riders on scooters. I don't know if you can respect that, but like we would be going around a turn and there would be like six of them in a row on our side of the road, on the other side of the double line going around traffic on their side and my driver never slowed down and the guys in the scooter never slowed down and at the last second they would pinch in to the double line as we went flying by him without a care in the world like centipede is what the video is like like a video game and uh, I've kinda noticed that over here these fucking drivers are amazing it's like the way people drive in Boston like that level of aggressiveness except I've yet to see an accident and uh, it even says in the little touristy book that if you're standing in the crosswalk, if you want to get across, you have to make the first move because they don't slow down. (laughs) (laughs) So it's yet another reason why I'm I'm having the, uh, the time of my life over here. And, uh, and then this Irish pub has just been this oasis. Like I just go and I, I saw the Spanish stairs. I went to the Coliseum. Nia's mom's coming over here. So I didn't do any of the tours of any place yet. But, uh, I did just go over to look at the Coliseum, and it's just, it's just insane. You guys, you got to do it, okay? Fuck iPads, fuck phones, flat-screen TVs, and all of that shit. Just, I mean, come over here when no one wants to come over here, because it's fucking cold over here, by the way, um, which is a little bit of a disappointment. But uh, for some reason, I just thought it was, you know, down near the Mediterranean Sea. I just kept thinking Godfather two Right, we'd be out in the country, and I, you know, meet some, you know, gorgeous woman. She'd go out to start my rental car, and it would blow up. And then I would cry, and you know, Nia would comfort me and say that the threesome was over. You know, I had my dreams, but I came over here, <laughs> <laughs> and it was cold. It's been cold, but seriously, um, it's not that big a deal to come over here for forever. I never. I don't know, Europe. Even, I just seemed like a zillion miles
4: away. And I was like, oh, someday I'm going to fucking do it.
0: Uh, if you're not married, you don't have any fucking kids. There's nothing stopping you other than buying those stupid things down at the fucking eye store. Um, and with that, let's, uh, let's try to make some money <laughs> with some advertising. Uh, the man great, everybody. It's that time of year again. Um, this holiday season, think the ManGrate. What is the ManGrate? You may ask. They are 100% made in America, cast iron grilling grates that are revolutionizing the way people grill. Named one of 2012's best grilling accessories by Men's Health Magazine, ManGrates are the perfect gift this holiday season. Click on the ManGrate man great banner. Uh, son of a gun, I was killing it. Click on the ManGrate banner. Billbird.com at Billbird.com. That's what it should have said for the 1999 holiday special. Remember each Monday morning podcast order comes with a heavy duty grilling brush. Again, that's the man. Great grilling enhancement system order today at BillBird.com. Ah, That was all right. What was that? Two, two over. Okay. I'm going to nail this one. It's not like I don't read this one every week. Okay. Dollar shape club. Everybody knows the deal bill. You've read this copy a zillion fucking times for once in your life. Okay. Be Tom Brady, don't be Eli Manning. Not Eli, sorry, Peyton Manning. Don't throw a pick six to lose the Super Bowl. All right, Dollar Shave Club, everyone, for a couple of bucks a month. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Not only does it save you a ton of cash, it saves you from trudging your pathetic ass down to the drugstore for a pack of blades. I don't know about you, but I always get stuck behind the old people, right? Trying to buy ice cream, developing photos, possibly the junkie asking for change. You know, they got 15 cash registers, but there's only one person working. The whole nine yards. You can eliminate all of that from your life. All right. Now, with Dollar Shave Club, for just a couple of bucks a month, amazing quality razor blades are delivered right to your door. That's right. No more wasting your time no more getting hit for 20 bucks every time you buy razors. Everybody here, meaning me, is getting their Dollar Shave Club blades. And you know what? You should too. And here's a genius idea. Try replacing your old shaving cream with Dr. Cavies. Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter from DollarShaveClub.com. Trust me, your face will thank you later. Don't waste time at the drugstore behind the lady in pink with... Ah. Don't waste time at the drugstore behind the lady paying in pennies. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Burr or go to billburr.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. Keep your stress level low and your bank account balance high. Shave time, shave money. Go to dollarshaveclub.com. dollarshaveclub.com forward slash Burr. Oh, man. Why does that screw me up every week? dollarshaveclub.com forward slash You got R, Ave, and Ash all in the same fucking sentence. That's it for me. Uh, Hulu Plus, everybody. You have probably tried Hulu.com. Now with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And it all streams in HD for the best viewing experience possible. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite current TV shows like SNL, Community, and Family Guy. You can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesomes, starring SNL's Seth Meyers, and Moonboy Boy, starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films. For only $7.99 a month, you can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want wherever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to huluplus.com bill. That's a special offer for my listeners. Make sure you use huluplus.com bill so you can get the extended free trial and they know that we sent you. Go to huluplus.com bill now or click the Hulu Plus banner on the podcast page at billbird.com. All right, that was a perfect fucking read. Go fuck yourselves. All right, back to the podcast. Finally, it finally happened. Um, So anyways, Nia's mom is here. So today we're actually going to go over to the Vatican. Uh, And you know what's fucking hilarious? Like the other day, Nia's going like, all right, the Pope's coming out and is going to give mass at noon. And I'm telling you, like, I look out my window and I can see the wall. I can't. I got to walk down the street, go around the corner. But basically, I can see the wall um, that surrounds the Vatican. So she goes, you want to go down there? I'm like, yeah, I wanna, I, I'll go down there. It's the fucking Pope. That's the Elvis of priests. I got to go down and go see this guy. And I don't know. Then I was laying in bed the next morning. I was like, I don't want to go. But fucking go down there for what? After all the shit that they've done? Like, that's the place right there behind those walls where they were like, all right, there's people, fucking boys. How are we going to handle this? And they did what they did. Like, why am I going to go down there? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. But I do want to see that painting where there's a person reaching out, touching the other person, like the E.T. thing. And they're sort of, you know. You ever walk down the street with a male friend of yours in your hands, accidentally kind of graze one another? You know, that awful, creepy feeling. Well, somebody painted that on a ceiling. So. And you know what's funny right now? The amount of people that actually know the name of that and the artist. And for some reason, they feel that that means that they're smarter than me. You know, I don't think it does. Who wrote that? Was that uh, Michelangelo? Michelangelo? Was it the Count of Monte Cristo? Cristo, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> she read that book, too. Um, we've gone into a couple of churches, old churches here, and I just, I just don't like it. I don't like the whole, I don't like the fucking mood they put you in. Like, why do they have to make you so scared of dying in the afterlife? You can walk in, there and they got the candles. It's all quiet. Why is it so fucking quiet? Is God always taking a goddamn nap? Is he ever in a good mood? I feel like he's some overbearing father, and it's dad's home. Everybody quiet. Dad's home. I, I, I absolutely fucking hate churches, I can't stand them. I fucking went into two of them because I want to go in there and appreciate the fucking architecture. And I go in there and I immediately resent the fucking mood they try to put me in. This hat in hand, oh my God, am I living my life the right way? Is the invisible thing upset with me? Creepy ass church music.
1: Wa ha ha he da Laba's
0: They're just sitting there and people coming in and getting on their fucking knees. They make you do that at Walmart? No. Well, there you go. If you can't do the math on that, I can't help you. Um, but whatever. Nia's mom goes to church. She's a good person. So we're going to go over there today. And tomorrow, we're going to go to the Coliseum. And those are the two touristy things that I'm doing. Because other than that, all that touristy shit, you can take it, turn it up sideways, and shove it straight up your fucking candy ass. Because I'm not doing it. I'm done with all of that shit. Stonehenge, go fuck yourself. I'd, I'd look at that. You know what I like about Stonehenge? You can, like, drive by it and see it. I'm not getting on a fucking plane for 15 goddamn hours next to some smelly French guy, you know, every time he shifts in his seat, I smell his fucking, I don't know what, the stress of his life. I'm not doing that for 15 fucking hours and then to go stand in line. I'm not doing it. Hey, Bill, nobody's saying you have to do it. Good, well, I'm just making sure you know I'm not. This is what you do. When you, when you, when you fucking, here's some advice and I know you didn't ask for it. This is unsolicited advice and God knows I love giving it out. Um, when you go on vacation with your fucking lady, um, you just gotta, you gotta remember you don't really have anywhere to go. So when they're walking really slowly and window shopping, Just know that they're having the time of their life. And just slow down and look in the fucking windows, too. Okay? Just plunge your hands into your pockets. And, you know, get your eyebrows up as high as you can get them. And and whatever she says, just be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That is amazing. (laughs) She was in the best fucking mood. I finally decided... Hey, why don't I stop being an asshole, you know, and stop walking 90 miles an hour to go look at where fucking Caesar dipped his balls in a river and just fucking slow down and let her go to all these shops. I finally I've fig- realized that all these clothing stores over here for women is like, I don't know. I don't know what, like me going to the pro football hall of fame. It's probably a bad example. I don't know what it is, but they absolutely love it. And if you let them do it and you just go and you sit in that chair next to another sad fucking man and just sit there and let them try on shit and look at stuff, they're having the time at their fucking... It's one of the smartest things I've ever done in my relationship. For like the, the first day, all we did was just... We went down this street, they had all, all these great stores all these, hear my stomach growling here, all these fucking, uh, clo- like, you know, I don't know, women, they go on the internet and these, they, they make these clothes and there's only so many of them and then they run out and then somehow Target gets some and then they go down there and they fucking elbow each other and body slam each other and it's just, it's a fucking nightmare. Like, why? Don't they make enough clothes? Um, they just don't make enough. They just deliberately make them hard to get And they get these women all out of their fucking minds. The next thing you know, you got to go drive to a Target on the other side of the 405 to get something. I don't know what. So when they come over here, they got all these fucking clothes that none of the bitches back in the States can get. So you just let them go in there and try this shit on. You get them a couple, two, three things. And you know what? You're good. good. Even if you're me, you're good. You know? So that's my advice. Do that, and then next thing you know, they're in such a good mood. You, they walk by a fucking Irish bar, and they go, hey, look, they got the hockey game on. I know you want to go in there. You know, a little give and take. You guys probably already know this shit. All right? So maybe I'm not even saying this for you. Maybe I'm just saying it for me so I fucking remember how not to be an asshole um, and be someone that you actually want to be on vacation with. Um, anyways, back to the podcast here. So I was in that Irish pub, and uh, so they had on... They had on a hockey game, they had on soccer, and then they had on this rugby game. And it was rugby, uh, was it Australia versus somebody else? And I got to tell you, man, every time I come over here, I'm more sold on rugby. It's just a fucking, it's just an awesome game. And and I really feel like it holds the solutions to NFL football if you're really going to talk about concussions and everything. Because they're just, they lead with their shoulders. You know what I mean? which I'm sure is how American football used to be. You know, back when they had the leather helmets (laughs) and you stuck a t-shirt on your shoulder, that was the only pad you maybe had. Like you led with your fucking shoulder. You didn't lead with your head. Those helmets were the dumbest idea we ever fucking had. Every goddamn week, there's another fucking NFL player killing himself or something it's terrible so anyways so you can watch the game knowing that these guys are all going to have back and knee problems and everything but you know that they're not going to fucking you know commit suicide through cops death by police you know that one or kill their whole family and then themselves because they went crazy from slamming their head into somebody else's head for the rest of time but uh it's a fucking awesome game and uh I don't know. And then just the characters. I don't know half the guys. Fucking just, you're looking at the faces. They're out of their minds. I was watching it. The sound was down. I didn't know what was going on. And like every five minutes, I would just laugh my ass off looking at some fucking lunatic with long hair and a crazy mustache. it just was awesome. Totally sold on that game. And I know I've made fun of rugby on this podcast, but it's never like I didn't respect the game. The only reason why I did was because you fucking uninformed, ignorant shitheads who don't watch American football think that because American football players have on helmets that they're somehow not as tough as rugby players. All right? So, you put me in a defensive place. I have to defend it. All right? You fucking cunts. There you go. Anyways, plowing ahead, plowing ahead. Um, oh, by the way, I, I, gotta, I have a book I want to recommend. Um, Bobby Orr wrote a book. uh, It's called My Story. And uh, I'm just blowing through it over here because I got a little bit of jet lag. And I got to tell you, like, the beginning of that book, whether you're into sports or not, uh, should be read at the very least, just the beginning. You have to at least read that. It should be required reading for anybody who's going to be a parent or anybody in life who wants to, I don't know, either maximize their own potential or not get in the way of other people trying, you know, to develop whatever gift that they had. And he was basically talking, you know, if you don't know hockey, whatever, Bobby Orr basically um, he changed the game, especially the, the position of being a defenseman back in the day, all the defensemen did. When his team had the puck, was basically skate up to the blue line and just stop there, and your whole goal was basically keep it in the offensive zone and not get caught up ice. And but Bobby Orr was so fast, he would actually go down, crash the net. He was the first defenseman to score over a hundred points. Just he he ushered in the era of an offensive defenseman, which was 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 completely unheard of. Um, but when he started playing hockey, he he was playing forward and he was playing defense. And he kind of switched off and I don't know, it just seemed like they naturally came together, both aspects of playing, you know, both those positions. But he was lucky enough to have a coach that didn't say like, well, now you're playing defense and this is how you play defense. You play it from here to here. He actually let him create. And um, I don't know. I saw a lot of parallels to that in the business that I was in that I'm in, where it's like um, he was talking about how you know kids when they first start playing hockey should not be you should not be introduced to any sort of system of playing hockey until I don't know you're like fifteen sixty whatever when you start getting old enough where you're going to actually play in a game that means something other than that you should just let kids create with the puck and and it I don't know teaching a kid is basically a system when he's five years old is slowing down the growth of the game, I would think. Um, and there's a lot of the parallels, like, within stand-up, where, like, oh, don't talk about this, that isn't funny, or, uh, I don't know, as people try to find their voice or whatever, there's, like, all these fucking rules. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of an of a actual spoken rule in comedy, but there, you basically... Just through watching all this other people doing stand-up, you kind of get these ideas of, like, stand-up exists from here to right here. It's the same, like, idea people had on being a defenseman in hockey. I don't know. As, and I guess, hopefully, if you're an up-and-coming comic, you're not working, you're not opening for some cunt of a headliner who's telling you, as you go to do something that's outside of the realm of what they think is possible, that they go, no, you should never do that. You should never lean on the mic stand with your left hand. Always have it on the right hand. I don't know. Whatever. You know what? He wrote it. You read it. He's a genius. I'm a moron. It took me fucking 10 minutes to get to that fucking point. I apologize. Please do not judge the book on my rambling right there. Um, all right. Are we to the point here? 38 minutes in. I got to start reading some shit here. Uh, by the way, the Patriots somehow won another one. Although, let up what? What did we Let up 31 points. I was watching that Texans game, and uh, watching that game is why we're going to make the playoffs and also why we're probably going to lose in the first round because anybody with the defense, we're going to be in fucking trouble because we we have too many fucking injuries over there. All right, here we go. Dubai. Hey, Bill. I think you would do great in Dubai if you would do a show here. Think about it. Um, I have thought about it, and I've thought about some of the things that I talk about, and I've thought about how I don't know what the rules are in your country. And I've thought about getting beheaded while I was on stage. And I know most of that's probably ignorant because I've had friends who go over there. But when I picture doing stand-up in the Middle East, I uh, picture a bunch of women in burkas, me walking up there going, hey ladies, why don't you show me what's under the robe there? And then I immediately get grabbed by some sort of secret police. And uh, then I'm in that orange jumpsuit, rocking back and forth slowly, preparing myself to get my head sawed off. Now, I'm sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> but that's what I think of. I, I would love to do it. I'll fucking go over there to your makeshift city with your tall-ass buildings. Um, the tent city right outside of it where everybody built the city. Isn't that how it goes? And then Oprah goes there and's like, there's no taxes. There's no nothing. This is a utopia. Um, did you ever see that when she goes to the happiest places on earth? She went to some place in the middle East where they said there's no taxes and everything's for free. And she completely bought it. Like if you're going to live that way, that there wasn't then a group of people that you were just standing on top of their fucking heads. Oh Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's bad enough. You pretending you're reading all of those goddamn books. And every, every once in a while, when the fucking wolf's at the door, you give away a bunch of fucking minivans to keep everybody at bay. It's just, you know, unfucking believable um, Panama. Hey there, Red, big fan of the podcast. Been listening to it for the best part of 2013. You I mean for the better part of 2013. And it's really an inspiration and a relief that there is angry people who react to shit like I do. You should come, you should come down to Panama. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, what month can I go down there where I wouldn't just fucking asphyxiate from the heat? You're telling a redhead I should come down to the goddamn equator and do what? Catch malaria? Um, A big part of the population speaks English. We were a U.S. colony for 100 years. I know. I remember that. And then Jimmy Carter. Didn't he give you your freedom? Also, the uh, ex-patriot community is huge. A lot of pasty Old balls roaming our beaches. Oh, okay. The point is, you would have an audience down here. You would get, you would get kidnapped down here. It's too hot. Oh, you wouldn't. You should say. I think you were trying to say you wouldn't get kidnapped down here. It's too hot down here for that. And thugs don't have the energy. Thanks for the podcast, and go fuck yourself. Um. Well, what is there to do down in Panama? The only thing I know about Panama is the canal. And how you guys dug it and died. And then we took the credit. And then we owned the Panama Canal. That's what it was. <clears throat> and I think Jimmy Carter finally turned it back over to you guys. And uh, and then Manuel Noriega. And the only reason why I remember his name is because of that Sebastian Bach story that I told you guys. But if you're new to the podcast, I'll tell it really quickly. When we were having... Uh, issues with Manuel Noriega, which if I read up, I'm sure we put him in power and everything was cool. And then he wanted to run more of his country. And then we said he was a terrorist. That's usually how it goes. All right. That's the dysfunctional relationship that we have with just about every country (laughs) that isn't a first world country. We're like that guy who keeps picking the psycho chick, Manuel Noriega, Saddam Hussein, we just keep picking the wrong person to stick into power that we can then use as a puppet. I think on our first date with our next dictator, we really need to ask, what is his relationship with his parents? Are his parents divorced? Are they still together? You know, before we start making the same fucking mistakes again. Um, anyways, plowing ahead. The only reason why I remember Manuel Noriega's fucking name is because I went to this Aerosmith show. Uh, New Year's Eve show at the Boston Garden in December 31st, 1989. I was a convicted drunk driver. I wasn't convicted at that point. Was I? Was I awaiting trial or my arraignment? I mean, I just admitted guilty. I mean, I blew a fucking one nine. There really was no case there. Um, Anyways, so I go to the thing and I'm stone sober and Skid Row's opening up. And for some reason, Sebastian Bach decided to talk about world politics to a bunch of hair metal moron people like me. And uh, and this is how he got into it. He was wearing leather pants, of course. was required. And he said, hey, man, what's up with this man well? And he grabbed his dick, and he goes, suck my fucking burrito, man. And there was a pause, and everybody cheered. And, he, and then he just said something. Like, I think we should just nuke this guy back to the fucking Stone Age, man. And everybody just goes, wow everybody cheering For some reason we thought he just summed up our fucking po- <laughs> foreign policy perfectly uh, but he's Canadian so it's nice to hear him sound as fucking ignorant as an American you know hey is uh has my stomach been growling I just realized I'm sort of hearing that in the background my stomach growling I got up early here I got to do the podcast what do you want from me go fuck yourselves um And by the way, I'm kind of shitting on America here. I'm not acting as if any other country would handle their position of power any better than we have. So fuck you and get off your high horse. All right. Smelly roommate. Billy the Schmeckle face Shamil. Uh, Oh, by the way, uh, somebody uh, help me with my Yiddish here. Schmuck is a grown man's penis. A Schmeckle is what what a little kid has. All right. So when they're breaking each other's balls, I guess they say, hey, you went on a date last night, did she touch your little schmeckle there? Um, except they do it with more of a fucking Jackie Mason accent. First off, love to stand up and podcasts. Looking forward to catching uh, you the next time you stop near Albany, New York. I'm a 25-year-old guy living with a 26-year-old male roommate. Things are swell for the most part. Swell? What fucking year was this written? Uh, But he has some interesting quirks. Most of these are no big deal. I live with tons of roommates and I know the deal. Pick and choose your battles. However, his stinky-ass towel is starting to become an issue and I'm not sure how to confront him about it. He owns one towel and he only washes it every four to five weeks or so. Jesus Christ. Uh, He showers every day. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you do the math. The thing is stiff as cardboard and smells like death. Why would you do that? That's the fuck. There's nothing worse than a dirty towel after you come out of a fucking shower, you know? You're smelling like fucking fructose, whatever the hell bath, body wash thing you're making. They're, they're making, you know, you put it on you. Right? They're Frenchy. You put it on you, especially in your fucking armpits. Maybe you glue the bottle. Saw it in half and stick it under both armpits, you cunt. Um, and then you go out there and you take that dirty-ass towel and you smell like shit again. Uh, that, guy, that guy's an animal. Anyways, he goes, it's to the point where you can smell the damn thing outside the bathroom. I don't know if he does, doesn't have a good sense of smell or if he's just used to it. How the fuck am I supposed to confront him about his ab- abnormal towel practices without hurting his feelings And making things weird. Thanks and have fun in Europe. All right. Wow. Without hurting his feelings? Dude, fuck his feelings. This is what you do go to bed, bath, and beyond. All right. And just go buy him three cheap towels. And then call him into the bathroom. And right before he gets there, you already have his old towel in the tub covered in lighter fluid. And right as you hear his footsteps coming around the corner, you light that towel on fire. And you are sitting Indian-style on the tank behind the toilet. And as he walks in, just go,
2: oh,
0: And just have him all, just get him in that, Oh, my God, I'm in church. I'm not worthy of being here. As you burn his fucking towel. And never say anything. Just be holding all three new towels. And as he talks to you, What are you doing? The smoke alarm's going off. Just never break character. Oh, Ha ha ha, ha ooh, And just fucking hand him the towels, and then never bring it up again. He'll get the point. If you want to go a more conventional route... <laughs> if you want to go a more conventional route, just say, "Hey, uh, this is what you do. You, you, you're front- end loaded with compliments. You know? Yeah, I love the way you part your hair. Even when you eat crunchy cereal, it's not that loud. And, uh you know, you like watching sports like me. Having said that, or you might want to go with, however, either way, your index finger should be up in the air, pointing towards the ceiling, not at him. Don't be confrontational, but do draw a line. However, finger up in the air. Your fucking bath towel. Okay? Just say what you told me. It smells like death. I can smell it on the other side of the door. Okay. It smells like the armpits of a French guy upstairs on an airplane. It fucking reeks. You gotta. I. I. If I. You know what? I would buy him new towels. I would buy new towels, and I, w- I would do it. I would burn his other towel literally I would burn it, burn it in the fucking driveway in the parking lot, light that fucking thing on fire. have a garden hose right there, make it safe, maybe some baking soda depending on what sort of lighter fluid you use. all right, I would burn that fucking thing and just that, I mean the, the easiest way to do it is when he's not there, you just burn it if you don't if you sound like you don't like confrontation um you got to go quality of life here i would go quality of life okay this guy i mean you want you want the problem gone so i would burn his fucking towel and i would just have three other ones sitting there ready for him to go and just say listen dude every other week you got to do this man okay cuz not only does your towel smell like shit then you wipe it on yourself you're going to smell like shit and that's greatly going to affect the level of pussy that not only you're gonna get, but I'm gonna get. Because if we come, if I bring a woman home and she comes in here and she smells that fucking towel and she's thinking it's me, or even if she doesn't, she doesn't want that thing on her fucking upper lip. All right, you smell like ass, despite the fact that you're showering every day. It's not you. It's your towel. It needs to be just. I know, just fucking burn the thing. All right, in a safe way. Okay. If you accidentally burn down your apartment, that's on you. If he takes you to court, is he going to take you to court over that? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. You're doing him a fucking favor. Go to fucking Target at one of those goddamn places and just go buy. All right, I'm going to say the same thing over and over again. That's, uh, I always fucking hated that shit about having roommates. That whole guy thing where you, you fucking live like a goddamn animal. I've never understood that. Letting dishes pile up and all that shit. I never did that. I I was clean. My desk was always a fucking mess. Come tax time, I had receipts all over the fucking place. But when it came to food and uh, hygiene, (laughs) plates, trash being thrown out, that stuff was all taken care of. All right? My clothes might be all over the place. All right? But they were clean. (laughs) All right. Ruin the mood. Dear Billy Salmon Skin. (laughs) Uh, That was a good one, you fucking asshole. All right. Uh, My boyfriend has been a fan of yours for a couple of years. Oh, that was a lady saying that. That makes it even funnier. Look at you. You're a hot shit and somebody can bang you. You're killing it on two fronts. My boyfriend has been a fan of yours for a couple of years. And yes, I realize how sexist that was. He introduced me to your comedy and podcast the beginning of last year. And since then, I've been a fan. We've been living in different towns for the last, uh, the last couple of months. And I was finally able to go visit him for Thanksgiving. It's been a long time and I needed to scratch my itch there. So we're getting ready to get intimate. And I tell him to play something because we didn't want the roommates to hear us in the th- our throes of passion. And lo and behold, he turns on your podcast. Oh my God, that's fucking weird. He goes, he was 100% ready to do it with your voice in the background. Needless to say, my mood was killed. Thank you, Billy. Dude, I don't tell you to play it during your lovemaking. Jesus Christ, what do you want me to do? You got to talk to him. Why does he want the sound of my voice going on in the background? Does he have a crush on me or is he one of the few males who has the ability to be laughing while coming at the same time? That, that's, is, are those two emotions possible? What would that orgasm sound like? I think it would sound a little something like 80s comedy, everybody. I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. Um, I don't think that that's on me. What do you want me to do? You want me to croon for you? You guys want to fuck to this podcast? Lady love. Your love is smoother than a baby's ass. My lady love. Um, that's actually Lou Rawls' best song, by the way, lady love. I just butchered it. You know, it's funny about back then when like pedophilia was really underground and on the ground, take the underground. Yeah. Um, so the, a lot of the uh, a lot of the lyrics back then, it's my stomach fucking growls again. A lot of the lyrics back then, like you couldn't uh, get away with today. Like when I was in some fucking bar over here, and I wasn't even thinking; I was just singing along to the song. Before Nia finally goes, "All right, that's creepy." I think it's it was it Ringo Starr. You're sixteen. You're beautiful and you're mine. <laughs> I'm not even thinking, right? I'm just listening to the melody. Yeah, you're 16. You're beautiful and you're mine. And she just goes, all right, that's creepy. And I'm like, yeah, that is kind of creepy. He's singing about an underage girl. Underage lady. People sit there nowadays and they sing that fucking sweet Caroline. I've talked about that a zillion fucking times. He wrote that song about Caroline Kennedy when she was like 12. Hands touching hands, reaching out, touching you, touching me. Fucking creepy. And if you listen to that Lou Rawls song, Lady Love, something you'll love is softer than a baby's touch. I know what he means, but just, you know, Who's kidding who? To Catch a Predator ruined a lot of pop songs. Um, Anyways, let's plow ahead here. Stamps.com, everybody. With the holiday almost here, you don't have time to go to the post office. You're a busy motherfucker, baby. Traffic, parking, it will be packed with everyone mailing holiday gifts and packages. So do what I do. Use Stamps.com instead. With Stamps.com, you can avoid the hassle of going to the post office during the holiday season. Everything you do at the post office, you can do right at your desk. There's no point in going there anymore. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Print postage for any letter or package the the instant you need it. Then the mailman picks it up. So easy and convenient. I use stance.com to send out all my T-shirts, my magnets. All right, never my magnets. My T-shirts. By the way, podcast T-shirts are available. I'm selling my stuff within selling this. My DVDs, my posters, all of that. And I'm a moron. So if I can figure it out, you can too. Right now, get this special offer when you use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for a no-risk trial plus $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's stamps.com, enter Burr, B-U-R-R. Oh man, I thought I was done. There's one more. Jesus Christ. E-Voice. The holidays are coming. And as a business owner, you know what that means. Crickets. Face it. The next couple of months are the calm before the storm. Now's the time to do something that will dramatically help you in your 2014. What is it? It's E-Voice. E-Voice is a simple technology that helps you to make more money. With E-Voice evoice is toll free or local numbers call routing tools and a professional dial by name directory your business will look like a million bucks and with evoice you can take a call uh, excuse me and with evoice if you can 't take a call, they will transcribe the voicemail and email it to you you 'll never be caught off guard again. evoice has been saving companies thousands of dollars every month, making them more efficient and more productive there 's no quicker or easy way to transfer your Transform your business for 2014. And with eVoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, you can get a free 30-day trial to eVoice when you go to eVoice.com slash Bill or go to BillBurr.com and click on the eVoice banner. That's eVoice.com slash or BillBurr.com and click on the eVoice banner. Alrighty. Now's the time to take charge of your business and prepare for your pro- productive 2014. Do it now. Please. <laughs> All right. New banker scam. Oh, by the way, the podcast t shirts have been flying off the shelf. So I want to thank you guys for uh, helping me clear out my garage. I always get nervous whenever I have anything new to sell that nobody's going to buy it. And then what am I going to do with it? Huh? Send it back to Honduras. New banker scam. Hey there, Billy boy, Suppose, supposedly the housing market is on the rise again, but the reasons for it aren't being told. Big banks are buying up tons of homes across the country in cash with the intent to rent them out. Not so bad until you realize that they're going to take those rental payments, group them together as a security, and sell them to investors just like they did with the mortgage securities that tank the economy. So they basically made millions of people homeless so they could buy back these houses cheaper and then rent them back to us at prices that will probably rise over time because they own the houses outright. Uh, when will it end? Here's a link to the article. Well, I hope it, it explains. I don't understand what a security is. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Um, all I know is that every dime that I have goes extra, goes to my, the principal on my house. Uh, and that's the way you should do it. If you're a youngster and you haven't bought a house yet, don't buy something where you can just make the payment. Buy something where you can knock down the principal because banks, they do own everything. And even when I pay off my house, um, (laughs) stupid stomach, even when I pay off my house, uh, even then it's just a matter of time before they own it again. They're just waiting for me to die. And then they're going to get it back again. It's... It's awful. They own everything. They fucking own everything. He goes, anyways, just want to let you know, uh, you've helped me through a lot in my life and I can't thank you enough. Thanks for doing what you do and go fuck yourself. No worries. Um, all right. Well, if you guys want to read more about this banking thing, it's www.motherjones.com politics 2013. It's the backslash, by the way. Uh, backslash 11 backslash wall street dash buying dash foreclosed dash homes. Or we could just put the link up for you. Um, aging. All right. I got, I got to wrap this up people. I'm supposed to go over to the fucking touristy thing here. Uh, aging. Dear Bill, Bill Salabim. All right, I'm 43 years old, and people tell me that I look like I'm in my early 30s. I don't really care much or think about it, but I am writing to you about it. So obviously I do. I added that part. He said, but every now and then, my friends tell me I should be taking advantage of it. I don't really know what that means. I'm single, and I date here and there. Should I be looking for a young tale? Jesus Christ, do they have to spell it out for you? Absolutely. fucking Go get yourself a Letterman sweater. Maybe you look like you're 22. Huh? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know what? You were raised right. Or were you? You're 43 and single. That means you're a psycho like me. Um, Is that what the kids call it? Young tail? Should I show up to an arcade (laughs) fire concert in skinny jeans and live tweet the concert? How do I take advantage of looking and feeling young? Dude, you don't want to do that. Look, you're 43. If you want to bang a 30-year-old, by all means, go at it. You know what? Fuck whatever you want to fuck. Who am I to tell you what? You should bang. I always just had a number that I couldn't go below. And as I got older, that number went higher. And that's just just basically what it was. And I really think you're a fucking creep if you're 38 and you can fuck a 22-year-old. You're a fucking creep. All right? If you're 38, I I wouldn't go younger than 26. 26 is starting to get weird. What are you going to talk about? So, what are you... You got? You gonna go to graduate school? You know, as you're getting your fucking prostate checked. <laughs> um, how do you take advantage of looking and feeling? I don't know. Just be glad you got great genes. Go out there and try to find love. All right, sir. Don't listen to your dumbass friends. You should
1: be out there fucking an eighteen-year-old.
0: That's what I do. I'm a miserable married guy. All right, here's the wrap-up, everybody. That's the podcast for this week. Um, I'm very excited. The European tour is finally here. I want to thank everybody in Rome, Italy for uh, living your lives the way you do and your wonderful food and all that. I'm definitely coming back. I fucking love this place, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to going to France one day, even though that guy smelled and everybody says they treat you rudely. I still want to go. But uh, yeah, thank you to everybody who bought tickets. So I could actually afford to fucking come here and eat some pizza and get some heartburn, you know, and walk around and go into creepy churches and all that. I'm not even joking, man. I really appreciate it. So uh, my tour starts. When does it start? It starts on Wednesday. I'm in Glasgow. And after Glasgow, can you hear me opening my phone, trying to check the dates here? It goes Wednesday. I'm in Glasgow, December 4th, December 5th. I'm in Amsterdam. For two days, by myself. What am I going to do there? Jesus Christ. Pot brownies and whores in the windows. Um, The 7th and 8th, the weekend, I'm in London. On the 9th, I'm in Dublin. On the 10th, I'm in Helsinki. On the 11th, I'm in Copenhagen. On the 12th, I am in Oslo. The 13th, I'm in Stockholm. And then the 14th and 15th, I wrap it up in Reykjavik, Iceland. And then I come home all fucking jet-lagged with frostbite. All right? I'm looking forward to telling you guys all the stories. Uh, Next week, my podcast will be from London and the final week after that it will be in Reykjavik, Iceland. All right? Traveling the world, not having any guests, (laughs) living an unexamined life. I'm Bill Burr. This has been the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great week.
2: Don't even ask me how. I went to get some help I walked by Guernsey cow, Who directed me down to the Bowery slums Where people carried signs around Saying ban the bums I jumped right into line Saying I hope that I'm not late When I realized I hadn't eaten for five days straight